Every day is filled with choices. You're here because you're choosing to start with a win. Get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and connect with the Win Nation. Coming to you from Remax World Headquarters in Denver, Colorado, it's Adam Canto, CEO with Start With A Win. I'm actually not at Remax World Headquarters right now. I'm in the remote studio looking at producer Mark across the screen. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing so good. Yeah, not in the <laughs> studio yet, but man, when we get there, it's going to be a treat. We have a brand new <laughs> studio to share with everybody when we open this yeah. thing up. It's pretty cool yep. during the... During the, uh, you know, the little period. Downtime. We, the downtime, <laughs> we'll call it. Um, we actually rebuilt our uh, a couple of our floors at Remax headquarters, and my studio was one of those. So uh, yes. Mark had a lot to do with that. It was really cool. Top of the 12th floor. That's it. <laughs> there you go. So uh, hey, we have a really interesting show today, Mark. I'm, I'm excited about this. A great business leader that has a uh, very interesting business model that's been around for many, many years. Are you ready to jump into this? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do you're, this. You're, let's do this. All right. <laughs> so we have with us today Scott Landers. He has been president and CEO of Monotype since January 2016 after previously serving as the company's COO and CFO. Wow, the whole C-suite here. Um, with This is interesting because with roots dating back to 1887, that's right, 1887, Monotype is a leader providing a, uh, a leading provider of fonts. So, you know, type fonts to thousands of brands and millions of creative professionals around the globe. So typefaces like Helvetica, uh, Futura, uh, I can't pronounce some of them, you know, Times New Roman, you all know that one, Arial, you know, things like that. All of these different types call Monotype home. So their unique ability to combine technology, type, and expertise have allowed them to continue to thrive with one of the oldest industries on the planet. So this is really kind of an interesting conversation here. They've helped design the typefaces of Southwest Airlines, Toyota, Domino's, Alibaba, many more. So before that, Scott was VP of Global Finance at Pitney Bowes Software, which is a a $450 million division of Pitney Bowes. He's been a guest lecturer at Boston University and Boston College for several years and has coached over, get this, 1,500 Little League baseball games. So, Scott, happy to have you on the show. Welcome, my friend. Adam, it's so great to be here. I love the dancing in the beginning. I was this close to joining you. <laughs> you know, I I don't know why we started doing that, but it, it's... Uh, it's stuck with us, unfortunately. <laughs> but thank, thank you for the uh, for recognizing it. Um, hey, uh, Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, Scott Landers, CEO of Monotype. Again, it's it's great to be here. Yeah, so my background, um, I've been in the tech industry for about twenty five years. Started with a company called MapInfo. Joined there in ninety seven. Um, Worked there for about 11, 12 years, saw it from about 60 million up to about 200, and then joined Monotype here back in 2007. And uh, it's been a wonderful ride. Again, being able to see a company from about $100 million in revenue to grow in excess of 200, and just really been fortunate you know, over my career to work at organizations where the folks around me have been so supportive in my own growth, right? So I've been able to to move up the ladder really with just two companies and build build a really nice career. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's, uh, you know, 
it's a lot of work to get to where you're at in a business. So kudos to you, my friend. Um, hey, can you tell us a little bit about your business? You know, how do you describe Bonotype when people go, where do you work? I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting concept, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard at cocktail parties, but one of the ways to get folks, you know, head around it is to just go back and talk about what are the ingredients used in creativity, right? And as you know from your own business, if you think about your own brand, what can we use to express ourselves? A lot of times that will be images or video, and people may think about companies like Getty and Shutterstock. You may make choices around color, and that may be a company called Pantone. But then one of the one of the great ingredients or assets that are out there are fonts or typefaces. And that's where monotype comes in. You know, when I interviewed for the for the CFO job back in 2007, I think I was still a half hour into the job interview where I said, hold on, wait a second. Someone pays for fonts. Right. Because I had actually been a user of fonts for since the beginning of time, but I never had had to pay for them. And um, it's really interesting. Right. Some of these art forms date back to 1887. And Monotype has become the leading provider of these typefaces. We are our customers. We have thousands of brands, millions of creative professionals, and actually billions of human beings through using their iPhones and their PCs are actually customers um, uh, of Monotype. And uh, what's really you know interesting about us is having uh, ownership-like rights or outright owning the world's most popular typefaces. So a lot of people may not know who Monotype is, but they know what Helvetica is, Times New Roman, Arial, and, and those fonts call Monotype, they call Monotype home. That's pretty cool because, you know, you can't look anywhere without seeing one of Monotype's products. It's amazing. It is. And, you know, so when I first joined Monotype, I was the chief financial officer. And we used to, we were public at the time, and we used to do these investor meetings um, which which you may be used to as well, right? You can do you meet hundreds of people in a given day. And one of the slides we put up that really got uh, the company to resonate with investors was telling them is you interact with Monotype's IP more than any other IP on the planet. So Adam, I would bet you today before you got here, right? Maybe you worked out and maybe you were wearing your athletic gear and the name of that company was Monotype's uh, using Monotype's fonts. Perhaps when you got ready, the, the packaging around your shampoo perhaps had our fonts on it. The credit card you used to buy your Starbucks could have had our font on it. The Starbucks, you know, could have had our font on it. You know, what did you read to gather, you know, to, to digest the news in the morning off of your phone or off of the newspaper? It very likely had, uh, was using one of our typefaces. So, you know, when you show those images to folks, or we said to them, go out into Times Square and look around, how many times do you see text? It's probably a high likelihood that that text came from us. Unbelievable. And it's it's fascinating because, and I'm a huge fan of branding, you know, Remax is one of the most recognized brands in the world. And it's really important when you think about that, because those fonts that you are allowing people to license, utilize, whatever, everywhere, those are, you know, you, you said images and th that's, I, that's how we perceive those in our brain. Those are comforting for us to see. And we recognize a, you know, some sort of a font as a company, you know, you, you talked about some of the businesses here. I, I mentioned them in the uh, intro here that you guys created, uh, you know, the, the fonts that you created for businesses like Southwest Airlines, everybody knows what that looks like. 
It's it's incredible. So there's a lot of evolution that's happened here. I want to I want to take a step back in time. How do you take and continue to evolve a company that is about typeface? That is about fonts. I mean, where, where do you go next? How do you continue to build upon that success? Yeah. So so the current incarnation of the company it's been around since 1986. And back in 1986, we were part of a much bigger company. And there was an engineer who invented font scaling technology. Now, today, when you go on your iPhone and you zoom in and that text redraws um, and it's really clear at a very big size or a very small size, um, we take that for granted today. But in 1986, that was revolutionary. And we were fortunate enough to get that technology embedded into the laser printer so that so now you could choose from any size font you wanted in your word processor so i like to joke around because i've got kids that are in college this is this is what allows them to cheat on their term paper by by choosing font size 12.12345 to make it five pages instead of four and a half but but if i think about how we've evolved over time it's really been a couple of things it's been having deep relationships with our customers and then being able to innovate because monotype changed when the world around us changed. And it's actually something we've all lived through. So for the first 20 years of Monotype's existence, we were primarily supporting desktop publishing in print, right? That's how we read, that's how we read and we consume things. In 2007, when I first joined as the CFO, obviously, you know, the, the screen technology was now coming out in the iPhone. And we were able to take the technology that was in the printer and now bring it to the screen so that this art form, what we're really experts at is how does this art form look beautiful no matter where it needs to go, right? And so our business evolved from print into screen. And then once all of us were consuming content on screens, and this is where the brand comes in, as you thought about, you know, what's most important as an example to Rebex today is now that everybody's consuming digitally, how can we help the creators of content make the right font choice um, so that when you're engaging with folks, a click at a time or a nanosecond at a time, it can be really relevant and productive. And so it's really just been keeping pace and having the combination of the fonts themselves, but the technology and the expertise to help our customers thrive in these new environments. That's, uh, that's fascinating. It, it's, I wish I'd listened to you before I wrote my last college paper, 12.12345. I'm, I'm going to tell my kids that they're all in college right now and they're I got to write another half a page. No, you don't. I got a, I got a secret <laughs> from Scott. So um, th- this is this is fascinating because that's this is one of the biggest challenges that people have of what font do I pick for my marketing, for my deliverables, things like that. I mean, is there a do you have any recommendations yourself as the CEO of the company, uh, an easy way or a, something to think about so you're not sitting there for hours looking at all the fonts? You know, is there, is there a way to actually pick something that resonates quickly and easily, or is it just go through the process and look at all of them? So if you think about it, if the font is done right, you don't notice it, right? Ah. And there's so many talented graphic designers and creative professionals who do spend hours looking at it to make sure that the emotional connection of the company um, or of the, the actual acute message that you're looking to make in that advertisement um, really understanding what that is and making sure that the typeface matches, right? Imagine if Remax was in Comic Sans, right? It would totally get in the way, right? But but when, right, when your right. customers are looking at Remax, you want them to just, you want it to be the body language and tone of voice 
right, for the words that are on the page. And so what our recommendation would be, and this is where some of our technology can help, right, is really getting into, you know, using artificial intelligence and getting into kind of the emotional connection that each font can make. But the advice would be is give your creative team the space and the room to go and really do that work. Oftentimes what companies will do is they'll work with our type designers and they will engage in that process if it's a major rebranding to help them make that right choice. And what, you know, we oftentimes take for granted is it's not just the name of the company, but how does that dovetail and work with all of the product lines, all of the foreign languages, what you may be choosing for header text and body text? Are you going to use the same font for every environment or will print and digital be slightly different? And do you understand the reasons why that would be so? Um, what I love about being the CEO of Monotype is you're really overseeing an organization that's half art, half science. And we can help bridge that gap with our people, but also with our our, our technology as well. So we have a, a font platform today called Monotype Fonts, which tries to bring a lot of this stuff, which could have take weeks, and actually put the answers at our customers' fingertips with the click of a button. Awesome. Where uh, where can our listeners find this if they want to go out and research their future fonts? Yeah, so I would I would highly recommend they go to monotype.com. You'll find out a whole bunch about fonts and you can get yourself educated. Um, you get yourself inspired as well. So monotype.com would be the place to go. Awesome. Scott, you're you're a great business leader. I've I've studied you a little bit and, and you've have a really cool company and, and a great progressive product here. Um, you've led your company through a lot of change. And what are, are there a couple of key aspects that you look for as a business leader when it comes to leading through change that you can share with our audience? Yeah. So as it relates to leading through change, I mean, um, I guess there's a couple of different things I would say. One is you got to keep your customer at, at the center, right? And the big transition for us at Monotype is the first 20 years our fonts were primarily embedded in products you use. So we had 20 customers that were buying on behalf of billions of people. That shifted dramatically for us when we now moved to the creative side where, where folks like you were thinking about how does my website, my app, my digital ad look great. So we had to build the capability to serve the customer um, at scale. And so for us, we were almost like a startup in a 25-year-old company. We hired our first product marketer, product management, and VP of marketing 25 years after the company was started, right? So there I would say is, you know, just keeping the customer at the center and building, the, you know, the tools, you know, within the company to make sure you can get that feedback as quickly as possible so it can inform your next move. I think, you know, the one other thing I would say is that one of the things I've learned as, as CEO is, you have a lot of bosses when you become CEO, right? You have, you have your employees, right? You have your customers, you have your partners, you have your board, you have your shareholders. And the big thing that I found is, is bringing focus and alignment into each one of those stakeholder groups. And, you know, the one thing I would share with you and your listeners that's been huge for us is when we went through all of this change and then you go through a pandemic, um, we enlisted the help of our employees to solve this problem for us. And we created something called an employee experience team. It was spearheaded by our HR VP, Michelle Kelly Donahue. And it's been transformational for me as a leader. And what we did is we used this group of thought leaders. I spent more time with them to get them to understand the why behind all the changes we were making. They then helped bridge that gap to the employees so that they could really connect to the work they were doing. And then we did it in reverse. When employees give feedback, this group is really the one who says, Scott, get your acting gear and go make these changes, right? And um, 
So I'd be happy to offline if anyone ever has any questions, but, you know, giving your employees more authority, you know, to make the changes that they need in the business has been probably the single biggest thing I've done. Great advice, great leadership advice, great business leader advice. Thank you, Scott. So Scott Landers, CEO of Monotype, I have a question for you that I ask all of our guests on the show, and, and we love these answers because these are these are little golden nuggets of how do I make myself better, happier, more more successful each day? So Scott, how do you start your day with a win? Uh, so that's an easy one. I give myself one hour a day um, and the 23 hours are for everybody else. But, you know, really giving myself the time, putting it on the calendar. And for me, it's one one hour of exercise and I am totally hooked on the Peloton. I got a mug here from one of my coworkers for Christmas. Um, it's been life changer. Right. And, and I, I got this thing before the pandemic, but obviously with the pandemic, it's been huge. I've converted a lot of folks. I think there's millions of people who have uh, who've joined that revolution. But, you know, giving yourself the hour to clear your head. Right. And um, so you can be better for everybody else. Right. I think has been r- really a difference maker. Great advice. Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks for being on Start With a Win. Well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for listening to Start With a Win. Uh, if you'd like to ask Adam a question or uh, tell us your Start With a Win story, give us a call and leave us a message at 888-581-4430. Uh, don't forget to go onto iTunes and subscribe if you just listen to this show passively and uh, whatnot. Actually go in there and uh, click that subscribe button because then you'll get notified every single time a new episode um, gets uploaded. And for more great content, head over to startwithwin.com. Uh, you can also find Adam on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you prefer to do your social mediaing. Adam will be there. Um, and until next time, start with a win.